So hello everybody, welcome to another Soccer Hub Talks. My name is Ricardo Alveira, I'm the CEO and founder of Soccer Hub. Today we are here with a great specialist in the field of soccer coaching, a professional with extensive experience in a wide range of contexts. So Rui Mota worked in Portugal in many different clubs and uh, developed a large part of his career in China. We will talk a bit about uh, his uh, progress and his process during this webinar. But before we start, I would like you to ask you please to click on the like button if everything is okay with the video and the audio. And also please write some information about yourselves on the chat box, such as the country that you are based in and also some information about the job. If you're a soccer scout, a soccer analyst, a soccer coach, please write it on the chat box so we can have a bit more of an idea who is watching this um, live webinar. Also, don't forget that this is a live webinar, so you will be able to ask questions to our speaker. Just once again, write it on the chat box and we will select some, okay? So see you in a few seconds. Hello, Rui. Um, good afternoon. How are you? Hello, Ricardo. Good afternoon. I'm, uh, I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me and greetings out to, to the netizens. Okay. Well, first, let, let me thank you for, um, for taking some time to be here with us and sharing some of your knowledge. Um, I had the opportunity to do a small introduction about your work as a soccer coach, uh, but can you please explain us a bit more how uh, did you got from a, a youth coach to the Chinese Football Association, Hui? Yeah, I will try. I will try to do it in the <laughs> shortly. Yeah, I started since the, from the amateur to the professional, from the under 15 to the to the senior team. Uh, I had my own um, plan to to follow and to follow my path since these these levels. So I started from the county league with under 15 and I went forward to the under 17, under 19 senior team, first as assistant coach, later as head coach. And um, I think since the beginning, I, I had my, my plan, my strategy and to, to follow and to, to try to achieve the professional. Okay, but was your purpose to go to China or, or was something that came during your path as a coach? During my, my way, um, I think in the, in the certain moment, I wanted to internationalize, internationalize my, my, my career. Mm -hmm. And in 2000, so since 2012, the Chinese... Chinese football, they started with this huge project to develop their football. Uh, I think around 2014, I started to, to check some possibilities to go overseas and to try to get um, a, good, a good project for myself. And at the same time, a good country with um, a good visibility, I might say. And in that moment, uh, every, uh, all the world was talking about China. So all the news we're, we're talking about China, big stars, uh, not only football players as coaches coming to, um, to, to China. And I thought for myself that if I got the chance to go to China, 
uh, I think the connection between my name and this country, it could be good for my image and to launch even more my career. Oh, okay, so um, you're saying that, okay, you started your career, career here in Portugal and um, your goal was to work abroad, but can you tell me what were the main challenges for you to get to professional soccer? Um, uh, are there many barriers to, to, uh, to, to cross to get to, to that uh, specific uh, situation? What kind of challenges have you faced during that process, Rui? Yeah, the, the competition is tough, right? Because especially in Portugal, we have um, a huge passion for, for football. So we have uh, a lot of and very good uh, football coaches. And uh, of course, the competence is, is huge and all of us want to, to achieve the, the same. So going to the amateur, to the professional. So the, I think my main focus, it was to try to get a strategy and to season after season to try to achieve the goals that okay. I, I propose to, to get it. Okay, okay. Uh, so um, you had the opportunity to, to work both with grassroots, with youth players, and also professional or senior players. Uh, what are the main differences between working with these two levels? And um, uh, um, what, what, what would you prefer to work with? Of course, both youth and, and adults have challenges, of course, but uh, what is your um, uh, perspective about coaching youth and adults? Uh, I think that there are uh, a lot of uh, big difference between youth and adults. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Particularly because if you are um, coaching um, the youth, so young players, uh, with my experience, I've been since the under 15 to under 19. I think here you just need to, to, to concern about their emotions um, and at the same time, because the, their concerns are not um, too much with, at this age. So they are, um, they are um, football players. They just um, have the concerns with the school and um, nothing else uh, more because they have normally parents to take care of them and also the coaches. So for us as coaches is good because we need just to, to, to be aware to, to perform them, them well mm -hmm. and to, to give them the tools for them to develop their talent. And of course, in this level, we need to have um, perhaps um, a bigger concern with the individual techniques or the individual perform connected with, with the qualitative one. With adults, is I think the, the opposite. So we are already crossed the individual technique we are more focused in the qualitative one with the tactical work, with the strategy. Of course, I also think that we need to follow all, every time the, the players with the, the small individual details uh, and also to improve uh, every time their, their individual technique. Uh, but we also need to have another, uh, another kind of concerns because these players are ready. So many times they are married, so they have a wife, they yeah. have kids. Uh, they have their bills to pay, they have um, maybe some pressure if they are in the high level, 
uh, with the media, with the supporters, many times with the board sometimes. So we need to, to follow them and to support them in the different way that we don't do with, uh, with the youth. And sure. um, for me, um, I think many times we, we say that there are two kinds of, of coaches, the coaches of the youth, coaches of the senior teams. And um, I think, first of all, the quality is the most important. So if we have a good coach or a very, a very good coach, for sure, the impact, it will be different. And at the same time, I think that there are maybe some coaches with more skills, more ability to the youth uh, and other ones with, uh, with more abilities to the, to the senior ones. Because with the youth, with young players, we need to have um, a deep sensibility and to, we cannot talk with them as we talk with the, with the senior team, with the adult. So I think these are the main difference between uh, the youth and the, um, the, mm -hmm. the adults. Now everybody's talking about the identity of the coach and the identity of the team. Do you have a specific identity? Do you have a way of play that you prefer and, it, it, and that you try to implement in all of your teams, Rui? Is there a, a kind of a, a specific ID? I have, I have. Uh, since the beginning, since I started my career, so this it was one of my concerns to to try to develop my game model uh, and okay. at the same time at the same time my my training model so i have my own ideas about the way that i, I want to to have my team playing and performing uh, and every time so i try to be uh, a little bit more um, professional mm -hmm. uh, i might say to try to to develop my model and to i can tell you that maybe my model i think it's a, uh, it's complete because i like to work all the moments of the game uh, in the, uh, a deeply way mm -hmm. and some coaches maybe they just choose one or two moments to to work and they want to be very good in that moments uh, i like to work the the four moments plus the set pieces. So for me, we have five more moments in the game uh, because I think all of them are important in different games with different um, opponents. So since the beginning, I started to, um, to concept my idea about my, my game. Uh, and um, I think, of course, in the first two, three, four years, uh, maybe a lot of uh, errors I made because maybe my idea it was not so developed as I wanted. But step by step, you, you gain more knowledge, more experience, so you can set even more pieces to your model to get it in the uh, complete way. Mm -hmm. um, and um, in your model, how does the technology, how do you use the technology in the way that you coach? and um, how do you believe that technology is changing soccer nowadays? Do you feel any difference since we got the GPS, well, all of the technologies that we have now? Is there, is there some changes in your way of coaching because of the use of technology, Rui? Yeah, I used, I used since these last few years because, of course, the technology, you need to be in the good level to, to mm -hmm. have it, right? Because steel is too expensive. Uh, but the technology can give us more uh, 
data, more information about our players, about uh, the individual performance, and at the same time about the qualitative, uh, qualitative, qualitative one. So many times we use GPS in trainings, we use um, um, video to record the training sessions, and uh, we, with these informations, we can have a, a deeper knowledge um, about it. I can tell you that many times I think many coaches or many clubs they don't know exactly how to use the, the how to use that the, the, yeah the the, the, the technology right because we think that okay we ha we have it so it's just to have <laughs> with these informations all the informations are good for us but no we need to select the, which kind of informations we, we want to get uh, because imagine with GPS GPS can give us can give us a lot, a lot of, lot of information. Kind of yeah. informations. So with this, a lot of informations, you cannot go deep in all of them. So you need to select four, five, six, seven items that they are more important for you, uh, perhaps in this training session, perhaps in the other day, you will get different ones. Uh, these can be good, but I think we cannot be too much grabbed to the, to the technology or to the numbers because football is just not only about numbers it's not it's just not about the about the um, statistics right so uh, we need to have a good balance between technology yeah. and to not forget that uh, football is a game football mm -hmm. is a game with emotions and uh, we are working with people with persons we are not um, working with machines so we need to have here a good balance between these um, both both things to to get the best of each of them yeah as you were saying to deal with all of that information and technology the staff of the team are getting bigger you know and um, it looks like that um, the coach nowadays is like a leader of a multidisciplinary team and not only the coach you know the coach that does the training the practices you know so do you, do you believe that that is changing that with increasing of the staff on the on the technical or, or on the teams that the main coach will be the leader of a team a team of staff and not only the one that delivers the practice during training do you believe that the coach will need more and more management skills and less technical skills I believe that uh, we need to, to be uh, even more, um, we need to, to have a, a deeper knowledge about all the departments and not just only about the, um, the training session, right? So, because I think we need to have a, a strong cooperation among all the departments with all the coaches. And um, I, I can I can see, I can talk to, I can talk to you about my example, for example. Okay. Uh, since I started, I wanted to, to, to cross all the levels since the under 15 to the senior because I wanted to, to try to, to learn mm -hmm. with the okay. different levels to check the difference and to check which kind of information could be good for me in the future as, um, as a coach, right? And at the same time, I also wanted to try to learn in the different areas of football uh, because I was head coach, I was assistant coach as well. I already worked as physical coach, 
and I already right. assisted as goalkeeper coach. So this it was uh, what I, I I planned for myself uh, to to have the experience and to to have the, um, a deeper knowledge about it, because if we have okay, I can have imaginable uh, goalkeeper coach. I can have um, a coach just to training to perform the defenders, another one just to perform the midfielders, another one just to perform the forwards. And okay, you can deliver this responsibility to them, but later, if you need to analyze or um, or to evaluate them about their work, or even to support them, if you don't if you don't have this knowledge, you cannot do it. You are not able to do it in the in the better way. So I think, in my opinion, if we we are we are more complete in our knowledge, because maybe 15, 20 years ago the head coach just had the concerns about the, the training session about the way that he, he wanted to to perform the, the his team but now football went so forward so forward so forward so it's so advanced that every time we need to update ourselves with more information and as i told you before and to support at the same time our assistant coaches or um, not only the assistant coaches there's um, sometimes mental coaches we have many times yeah. the physio or the doctors so we need to understand everything because the responsibility is always of the head coach yeah and if we are able to to assist them and to support them in the in you the, have uh, to need to way, you must know bits about everything right yeah i believe so i believe this is my way this is my mm -hmm. way maybe other coaches can have other way but uh, this is my way because if I, I can supervise them all, I can support them, them all. And at the same time, I can check if every week or uh, every day we, we need to adjust or to uh, update something. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Rui, uh, I know that you are in Portugal at the moment, but let's go to China now, you know. Um, so, um, the subject of this webinar is, is a, a question. If um china will be the next superpower in soccer okay uh, we have here a question from olaf um is um asking um that um, if you see that chinese clubs clubs can become um let's say like real madrid level or so and and also if you uh, see the chinese youth football becoming big and start to sell players so uh, th these questions are related with the purpose of this webinar is to understand how evolved this Chinese fo football, soccer, and also to understand how will it, will it be in the future. So do you believe that clubs can reach a uh, highest level? And if the kids, the youth football, can develop g well enough so we can have better Chinese players playing in the top clubs here in Europe? This is the one million question, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, since since I um, I went to China in 2016, and uh, I have like five years, five seasons uh, with experience there. Uh, from my knowledge, from my opinion, I can tell you that um, Chinese government normally they have huge huge projects, not only for sports, for football, but for all the areas. And normally these projects, they do it with a, um, a long range. For example, uh, this football project started in 2012 and goes until 2050. 
So okay. China wants to be the superpower, wants to be a world champion in, in 2050. Mm -hmm. uh, if you ask me if it is possible or not, the Chinese government also knows that this will take time. So this is not, uh, and in football, we know that the results don't come in one or two days or one or two months. And they know that this is, will, will take time from generations to generations. What Chinese football has or the country has for now is like, they have 1.4 billion people. So yeah. the, the recruitment is huge. From here, they started to uh, build up more academies to try to get football as um, discipline in the, um, in the schools and to try to get more kids playing football and to change a little bit the culture because they don't care too much about, about football. So with this uh, first step, I think, in my opinion, again, they are trying to, to give them the football passion uh, to, to have more and more kids every year, every season and to try to, to, to be a starting point, right? Uh, at the same time, uh, what we need more? We need, we need money, right, to, to develop a project. Yeah. So, and China has the money. China is a, a rich country, so they are in the huge um, development uh, in all the old country, in all the cities, on all the areas, not only uh, in football, and they have it. At the same time, and especially since 2018, they have um, the facilities uh, that they need to improve the talent of the, the, the young players, but also the, the, the senior players and uh, of the clubs as well. So nowadays, you can go to China and you can see many, many good, very good training centers. For example, the last training center that I, I, I've been, so some days ago, it's a training center with 20 pits, with a natural grass, mm -hmm. with six or seven basketball holes, with six or seven volleyball holes, with swimming pools, with gyms, with all the condi conditions that we need to, to work and to develop the players and, and the teams. Shengdong, so, right? Uh, Shandong as well, but I was in the south in Kuming. Okay. Uh, because uh, Shandong is in the north, and especially mm -hmm. now in the winter, it's too cold, yep. with mi minus 15, minus 20 many times. So normally, during the winter, the clubs or even the national teams, we go to the south, because south is like the same as in Portugal. So the south of Portugal is also uh, has a good, uh, uh, better uh, weather in this, um, yep. this okay. So, but... As you said, and, and well, so Shandong, Shandong Club, they have also a very good training center, yeah. and uh, some other more. Also, yeah, the, the the problem the problem is not is not the facilities. You know, uh, we know that they have pretty good facilities. The problem, well, in my opinion, and and I've been discussing that even yesterday. I was talking with Paul Leitão that was working also in in China in um in, in Chengdu, and uh, he was saying that something cultural because kids they don't they, they don't they are not creative you know is that is that really a problem is that the biggest problem with the youth players in china that it's difficult for them to be creative because they live in a non-creative society Rui. as well as well but also the facilities were a problem just okay since the last two or three years uh, they are not uh, anymore
far, but when I I went to China in 2016, it was very difficult to have very good um, pitches to 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 training, and um, it was not not really easy. Nowadays, it's it, it it's becoming better, but also, uh, as you said, and well. Um, not, not only in China, in China. So if in China is happening, so of course in China even more. But uh, nowadays football is is even more. Uh, we are formatting the, the football, right? We are taking out the the creativity of, yeah. of the of the football, right? Many times. Yeah, I, every, everywhere in the world, everywhere in the world, you know, exactly. with this this situation of the academies, you know, that everybody exactly. has to do the same at the same hour. You know, we are taking the creative creativity because we are taking taking the streets out of uh, of soccer so that's an issue exactly. of course exactly and uh, if you if you you, sh you check for example before we have this playmaker number 10 position right so mm -hmm. this it, it was uh, the biggest uh, creative player that we had and now nowadays we, we don't have normally we have two eights right to yeah. box to box or now with the 442 we have like um, two strikers instead of this player play, uh, playing behind the playmaker playing behind the, the striker so if we have we are having these changes in um, in europe or in the world uh, even more in china of course because in china we know that the repetition is also yeah. one of the, their uh, characteristics right that um, they follow since ever and um, of course for them it's more easy to do the some some formatted movements instead of to think about their options in that moment if they have the ball so what are my options here for them yeah. it's more easy to to have the coach before to say to them to them if you have the ball here play to the to the right side for example and this is a huge problem that we are we are facing there and this it was also because uh, one of the reasons i i want to say that we went to China, so China is uh, requesting a lot of foreigner coaches. Okay, uh, because they know that we are more advanced in these. Yeah, areas. Oh, we, let let me go to, to to another subject before you go there. Uh, um, I had I had opportunity to visit China. I went to some universities also to lecture there, and um, to talk about coaching education. And and what I notice is that the the teachers that are teaching now to the next generation the next generation of coaches they came from uh, sports that they call the small balls right they came from the, the tennis table and the, you know and um they are still struggling to um, get to educate the next generation of coaches once again of course they started recruiting uh, uh, european coaches to teach on the soccer schools but still they don't have, in my opinion, of course, uh, uh, an efficient way to educate the future coaches. Because if the plan is 2050, you know, and they, they, they cannot be dependable only on European coaches, they need to know how to educate the, the future coach. Do you feel that that is a challenge also over there, Hui? Of course, it is a, a huge challenge. And as you said, most of them, teachers or sometimes um, some people in the board in the chairmen uh -huh. uh, some directors right so they 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 were they performed before in the, like you said in 
table tennis or um, so yep. different sports than than uh, instead of football and of course they don't have the football passion right so it's yep. uh, a different reality and of course i think in my opinion it's very important to have the the football passion to to start to, and to build up a culture in the, yeah. in, the in the in this country right so I think this. It, I think Chinese government they know about it, so that's why they, they call us to go, and they yeah. they also call these big stars football players to give to the Chinese yeah. football. So people can relate, community. yeah, and and, and so can people relate more with football? You know, seeing more exactly. football is the way to do it. Sure. Exactly, exactly. So they they want. I think that they are doing well. So they are betting in the in the in the youth academies. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they were calling big stars to promote their football. And also because I think it, with you, it was the same, right? We are Portuguese, so in Portugal, all the kids want to be professional players. Yeah. And all of us, we have like um, a role model, uh, some player that we, are, we wanted to be like, like him. Yeah, and, 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 and it is not a handball player or a basketball player, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. a football so, player. Exactly. So this is very important uh, to be, to have in the country these big stars mm -hmm. to give the chance to the uh, yep. young young Chinese kids to have someone to to follow. Okay, um, Rui, um, I'm aware that I would say that maybe ten years ago um, everybody was talking about coaching in China. I believe that was more or less the time that you went there. You know. Um, we had some Portuguese projects over there, as you know, the, the Figo Football Academy went there and took many Portuguese coaches. I, is it still interesting to go and work as a football coach in China, a foreign football coach and go to China? Is, is it still interesting? I think football, like everything, is like uh, sometimes it's uh, fashion, right? Is uh, mm -hmm. like, as you said, uh, some years ago, I think China it was the fashion, yeah. fashion football country. Uh, nowadays, and especially now with um, with this um, pandemic situation we are living, so also Chinese uh, clubs they suffer a while, yeah. and uh, some of them they, they closed doors since the last uh, season, last two seasons. Uh, and just now the champion closed as well, so uh, the Chinese champion doesn't exist anymore, right? Yeah. So th this is this is um, this is something that um, many times I say that okay, China perhaps was like this fashion country before. Maybe now it's gave a step back. But I think, in my opinion, because normally these Chinese projects, they are really strong and they are very detailed about what they want to achieve. I think maybe in the next two, three, four years, perhaps, they will try to get, again, the, the, um, the path that we were following before. So it's true that in this moment, some of the big stars left, not only players, as coaches, at the same time, because the, the country is closed, right? So uh, we cannot go easily to, to the country. And at the same time, we cannot leave it so, so easily. And we have our families back home. So it's normal to, I think, this, uh, this situation to be happening. But let's see. Let's see what will, will, yeah. will happen in the next uh, year, two or three years. 
So we have we have here another question now from Tony. Uh, Tony is Brazilian and he lives in Russia. And the, the question is very interesting. Um, do you believe football high-level development depends on money and support from the government or proper professional approach and new football culture? Of course, money helps, I, I, I'm, I'm sure of it. And, and money is needed to change the culture also. As you were saying, they are hiring high-profile football players so people can change the bit the culture about sports. So, but do you believe that money and the support of the government is solving everything in China, Hui? I think, of course, mo money is the starting point for uh, for most of the of the things, right? Because uh, normally people follow money, right? Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, this uh, this happened. And uh, as we said before, these stars they are just going to China because they are getting uh, huge salaries, of course. Sure. So, uh, it's not because of the country or of the culture, because everything is completely different of the Western world. So I think, yes, China, uh, money is very important. It's the starting point for other things happen. Of course, cool, uh, the cultural passion in the um, in football, and especially in China, in these moments is, uh, is very small, right? So we don't have so many fans, we don't have so many people um, enjoying the, this game. And uh, this is one of the main differences that I, I checked uh, in China and, uh, and in Europe, because many times uh, if we, we talk with, uh, with any people back home in Portugal, for example, with any man, for sure in 199 they like football. And yeah. in China it's exactly the opposite. If you ask to 100 men, Maybe just one will uh, will say, that, uh, say to you that he likes football. Yeah. So this is something that I also think takes that, time, um, right? Takes time, and Chinese government is is um, aware about it. Yeah. And um, they have for sure in their project some ways to um, to solve it. Well, uh, as I as I said in, in the beginning, we um, many of of those that are attending this webinar, they are giving the first steps in the football coaching or soccer coaching. Um, with your experience, do you have some tips that you would like to deliver to them so they can achieve their goals and achieve their purposes? What, what would you say that they should start with and how do they go step by step to achieve their goal? Do you have any special tips to help them out? Yes, um, I, I can tell you that, for example, uh, I, I don't want to be a role model for, for anyone. It's not my my, okay. my my target, right? But at the same time, my example and uh, my career is also... Uh, maybe these coaches that they are giving the, the first steps, they can check my career and they can have an idea about the way that they can they can, they can follow. Mm -hmm. This is one of the, of the, of the ways, right? Because uh, I don't have in my family no, no, nobody connected with, with football. And um, so I came from down to, to the professional. And the advice or tip that I, I, can, I can say to them is they need to, to, found, to find a plan and a strategy to, to go forward. So which, which team, which level they, they, they want to achieve? Uh, they want to be youth coaches or, uh, or senior coaches. Uh, they want to get it in the, how long? In the five years, in 10 years. So 
they can start to, to, to create their own plan and to try to, to go forward uh, step by step. Uh, of course, it's, it's, all of the ways are, are valid, are, are the, the right ones if we, we achieve the high level. Uh, but as I said, it's maybe more uh, easy for them to check some, some coaches that achieved what they want to achieve and try maybe I don't know I don't want to tell you to tell them to, to copy paste no it's not yeah. that, but um, maybe to to have some support and to have more ideas um, about the plan they want to to follow to their future. Okay, good advice. Um, you know I have um, a free online course available on Soccer Hub that talks about. Uh, well, the question is how to, how can I become a soccer coach and. Uh, two of the things that you said, I usually say, first, to have a plan, you know, and to, to have a plan is not only to say, I want to do this in the future, it's to setting goals, saying, I want to be here in at this time doing this, you know, and step by step for, for achieving that, uh, that purpose. And of course, uh, I would say that looking for education, information, content is absolutely uh, indispensable. Uh, as I was, I had the opportunity to to interview uh, hundreds of coaches uh, in different contexts, and they always say something like this: that the difference between an average coach and a top coach is that the top coach is always looking to learn more, you know, and that for me is quite clear. And Rui, I believe your example of of this that you set up your career with a goal, with a purpose, at the long run. So um, I would like to thank you, wishing you the best of luck in the future. Uh, hopefully we can meet in China. It's a country that that, that I enjoyed to to be there, and I believe that it has a, a lot of potential. But at the same time, the challenges are huge, and that's why it's so interesting. But even though I wish you the best of luck in China, Hui, hope I can see you soon. And thank you for accepting our invitation to be here and um, uh, giving part of your knowledge to our followers. Okay, Hui, thank you very much. My pleasure and uh, best wishes for all at home. And uh, of okay. course, for, uh, for you too, and uh, good luck for the future. Okay, thank you, Rui. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Th thank you so much.